This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. S S W W. Hey, there you go. <laughs> oh, there so you good. go. Lean into it. Don't so stop good. right there, Ev. You got <laughs> so it. Ah, oh, so good. This is a classic right here. Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, Sirius XM Channel 80. Oh. Come on, let it flow, Evan. Hey. I can't do let this. It flow, this part Evan. I can't do. I'll be holding no on to you. No one can do. Me like you do. I wish I could sing. I wish I could sing. If I could give myself anything, it would be the ability to sing. 100%. Over yes. everything in Over life. Over everything. Above all. Can you all. imagine the feeling if you stand up, if you're at the pulpit at church, or you know, you can sing happy birthday beautifully to someone? Can you imagine that feeling? Or in the car even, when you could just let it let it out. You could belt out a song. I wish being funny was my superpower. Like, I never thought about being able to sing as a superpower, but like, if I could just make people laugh at the drop of a hat, like, to me, that would be really, really cool. You You're know what's not a superpower? It's thinking you can sing and singing like I do, which I actually cannot <laughs> yeah. sing. By the way, how about it's it? still entertaining, though, when well, you try. I appreciate it. has a sneaky good voice. I hear him singing no, in so the morning. So do you. I've heard you no, sing. No, 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 no. Oh, come on now. Come on now. By the way, um, how about a sneaky power of um, commas? Did you see what happened with Patrick Mahomes after this injury last night? This is ridiculous. So Patrick Mahomes sends out a tweet about Rodgers. He goes, hate that man praying for the best. But he didn't put the comma. So it comes off as hate that man. <laughs> but he hates that, <laughs> oh, man. Hate that man. So then he had to do the, the edit. Hate that, <laughs> comma, that. man praying for the best. And he did say. But it comes off like, like why are you, Patrick Mahomes, hating Rodgers right now? What did he ever do to you? We have the tweet up. So on the ESPN, you and the ESPN app side, hate that, comma, man praying for the best. That was the edited tweet, not yeah. the original tweet. That's one of those things that reminds you that text and tweets need a little bit of context. Yeah. Sometimes games can get lost in translation, just putting that out there. But Pat Mahomes is just a good sport because after that, he puts on the thread, I knew that paying for the editorial <laughs> power with X would come in handy. And that was that moment. All right. Let's talk about all this right. Rodgers injury. Stefania Bell uh, is ESPN's injury analyst. She knows all of this stuff, obviously, inside and out. And she joins us here on Unsportsmanlike. Stefania, from your eyes, without diagnosing him in a room, what did you see with Rodgers and his injury last night? Well, the most obvious thing, uh, when I watched this injury back on video, as I often do, like 30, 40 times trying to get the best view that I could from home. But the main thing was that his foot was planted and his knee ended up way out over his toe. And that is the max tension position for your Achilles. So when you slow it down, you kind of see him in that very vulnerable position, defender coming on top of him. And then as his foot releases, there's a little bit of torsion or twisting through the foot. Clearly, he knew something was radically wrong after he stood up because he sat back down and did not attempt to walk on it. So uh, the things you knew right away were that he was in a very vulnerable position and that it was something he clearly knew he couldn't walk on, needed help off the field. Once Robert Sala came out and said that they feared it was an Achilles and that they would get an MRI to confirm, uh, you knew it was an Achilles. Why? because that's one of those things that manually, when you examine an athlete, uh, the testing is very straightforward. Uh, almost 100% of the time, you know right away by the test that you do and just the conversation with the player about what they felt at the moment. Uh, the MRI offers details, but they know. Stefania, if it is an Achilles injury and we're waiting on confirmation officially today, what does the rehab and the timeline look like for an injury of, of this magnitude? <laughs> 
It's a tough rehab. There's no doubt about it. Uh, We have seen the timeline shorten a bit in terms of players returning to the field. I think everybody remembers Cam Akers running back for the Los Angeles Rams. shocked the world when he had an injury in the preseason and was able to make it back by the time they went on their postseason run. But most athletes will tell you that it takes a good year to get their strength and explosiveness back. And it's really those qualities that take time. You have to allow the tendon to heal once it's surgically repaired. And that takes a good three to four months. And it's critical that you don't overdo it. This is not an injury you can push in the early phases, because if you think of your Achilles, it's like a rubber band. It depends on elastic energy in order to function properly. And you know how you have a rubber band? If you stretch it out too much, it's kind of loose elastic, and then, and then you can't flick it. That is what will happen to your Achilles if you overdo it early. You lose the tension in it, and you can't get it back. So uh, by the time you wait for the tendon to heal, get enough strength and recovery, uh, functional training to get back to the field, you're usually looking at a minimum of six months, but often a year or more for full recovery to what you used to be pre-injury. Talking with ESPN injury expert Stefania Bell on Unsportsmanlike. And Stefania, last night there was a conversation on social media complaining about the turf at MetLife Stadium, referencing a study that the NFLPA did late last year that proved that the turf at MetLife Stadium represents a player safety issue. David Bakhtiari, former teammate of Aaron Rodgers, was very vocal about it. Now, we know that the Jets and the Giants uh, removed the turf, replaced the turf this offseason. What, in your opinion, what role, in your opinion, could the turf have played in Aaron Rodgers' Achilles injury last night? You know, when you have an injury like this, you look at all the things that could potentially contribute. And we could spend several hours dissecting all the nuances around uh, the turf, the playing surface, and, and how it influences injuries or not. And to be honest, there's a lot that we don't really know. You brought up that they did change out the surface at MetLife Stadium because, at least as far as player perception goes, that was definitely a problem uh, field when when they went to play on it. We've seen a number of injuries happen there. It was what they call a slit filament uh, film turf style before, went to a monofilament. That doesn't mean a whole lot to everyone, but I will tell you that there's a difference in the weave of what is uh, essentially the blade of grass, if you will, the monofilament most comparable to a grass blade. But even then, with artificial surfaces, the rubber and the sand components are something that Uh, can be tweaked at different fields so that um, the composition can vary slightly. It's really tough because they have testing for these surfaces three days in advance. But as you can see, weather happens. And uh, when there's weather, that can change the stickiness, how the turf feels, how it responds to shoes. So these are all things that are actually being studied, and there aren't a lot of great answers. Most players will tell you they prefer grass, and a lot of medical yes. staff will tell you they prefer grass. But we haven't actually studied grass either, so I think there's more questions than answers. I'll tell you the one thing players want more than anything, and that's consistency. They want to go to one field and the next field and the next field, and they want it to be the same. Stefania, let's finish with this. How much does his age factor into his recovery? Uh, doesn't help. <laughs> the older <laughs> we get, the harder it is to recover. And uh, far be it from me to say that pushing 40 is old, but in player years, uh, it's certainly on the latter end, and your tissue is not as pliable. It's not as flexible. It doesn't 
uh, you don't have as much resiliency in your recovery. Doesn't mean you can't. It just means it's a tougher road to hoe. Stefania, thank you so much for the time and the insight. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Stefania Bell, ESPN football analyst, uh, of course, injury analyst as well. They're joining us here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Are the Jets the most cursed team in all of sports? When you think about, wow. like, okay, I mean, so listen, the Cleveland Browns, you can't, you can't I was going to say the Browns the are in the mix. The fact that you can't dismiss it speaks volumes about what this franchise has been dealing with. They have been snake-bitten when it comes to the quarterback spot. I mean, the last time we could say that a quarterback gave them some semblance of competent quarterback play, I think you have to go back to Chad Pennington. And that was a while ago. I mean, you did have the AFC Championship game appearances in back-to-back seasons with the Sanchez, but most people would say that that was a product of a really strong supporting cast and a really strong defense. I just I don't know that this team could – I don't know how this team gets out of its own way when finding a quarterback that can be the difference in them winning games. They tried it with Brett Favre. Brett Favre ends up getting injured in that season, derails everything. They went and took a big swing with Aaron Rodgers this year. Four snaps in the season, this guy is hurt. I, I mean, I, I hate to boil it all down to luck or superstition, but this, this franchise has had an issue around quarterbacks, and they just can't seem to figure it out. Now, people have been able to figure it out with guys that have played here, look at Geno Smith in Seattle. He was a draft pick of the Jets once upon a time and had a career year under Pete Carroll. You've seen guys. The former Jets head coach, no yeah, less. Exactly. You've seen, <laughs> you've seen guys that have been quarterbacks here with the Jets go other places and thrive, and yet you just can't seem to get the production from the people you bring in at that position with the team. So, like, when you think about cursed franchises in all of sports, and we can open us up to you guys at calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Like, the Clippers have never won. Right, the Clippers, every single time you think they're close, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, whatever, not playing, and then obviously Lob City never does anything. No. I'm a Mets fan. There's always something that goes wrong with the Mets. But the Jets now are on that list of cursed franchises. I mean, the Cleveland Browns, obviously, Detroit Lions, they, their fans yeah. would obviously say that. But are the Jets now – You look. I mean, think about what we had last night. The The – unbelievable pomp and circumstance, deservedly so, of the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. He's running on the field with the American flag on 9-11, and four plays into his Jets career, his Jets career starts and maybe ends within four plays. Now, they win the game, right? So you could say, hey, that part of it's not cursed, but it really doesn't matter in relation to the Rodgers part of it because that was supposed to change their franchise. That was supposed to get our minds away from same old Jets to, all right, you got the Jets, you got the Chiefs, you got – like, they're not in that conversation anymore. They're just not. Playoffs, maybe, but I think you got to ask the question as to whether or not this is the most cursed team in all of sports. My dad texted me last night and said if it wasn't for – Tony Smalls. Tony Smallman. My dad said if it wasn't for bad luck, the Jets would have no luck at all. And doesn't that feel so true? It really does. It feels like there are certain franchises where things like this just happen. I'm watching this last night, and I went through kind of the emotional roller coaster. At first I thought, no, there's no way. He Maybe he tweaked his ankle a little bit. He's coming back. Then he goes in the tent, and you think, uh-oh, this could be bad. I don't know, maybe maybe he's going to go get some treatment and then come back. Then when you start to hear Adam Schefter talking at halftime about it potentially being an Achilles, you hear about the severity of the injury as the game goes on. You start to go there. You start to think, of course this would happen to the Jets. There are certain franchises that this would not happen to, but of course it would happen to the Jets because historically they just seem to have all the bad luck in the world. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you, the most cursed franchise in all of sports, and whether or not it is the Jets, because 
it's almost unfathomable. It is almost unfathomable to think about what happened last night. We'll dive into your phone calls as well as what's next for the Jets. Next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. I just put two and two together. Oh, Javante. Well, now we got to explain it. I didn't want to, but I did. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) CeCe's just shaking his head. Uh, uh, Who wants to explain what this song is? There there deserves to be some judgment towards Javante. I I think Javante should explain himself. Yeah, exactly. There deserves to be some judgment toward him. There's no explanation. No, I'm a bad person sometimes. (laughs) Wow. But well, you have to explain. I now have to explain. You're about it. To, you have to explain how you're being a bad guy to our audience, though. Oh well, you know, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles probably popped, and I'm playing Jack Harlow was popping. So you know, just just try to relate to the show. Uh. You know? So so relate to the topic. I'm all for no wasted real estate. Using the music to relate to the topic, not when it's about an Achilles popping. And here I may or may not be on the show any longer. So you know, and, and, it was nice working with you. Wow. And, this, and this is the guy that jumped on me last week for having a humble brag. That wasn't, well, so hum- that wasn't so humble. <laughs> it was just a brag. It was just a brag, yeah. By the way, speaking of humble brags, <laughs> this, this dude. there was a great note, uh, and it's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. She is Michelle Smallman. He is Chris Canty. I am Evan Cohen. There was a great note in Peter King's column, NBCSports.com, about Tom Brady. So per Kyle Rudolph, the now-retired tight end that was on the Bucks, people probably don't even realize last year yep. for a minute he was on the Bucks. he said Brady would keep an empty locker next to his locker for anybody that wanted to put stuff in for him to sign. And he would sign every single thing for anyone at any time for the Bucks organization. That's awesome. That is. And that's not Aaron Rodgers. We know that not to be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Rodgers charges, but here's the thing. He's he been, charges everybody for but, it. But, but here's the thing. He's been the consummate professional and consummate teammate all offseason long. And to have it in this way after this guy gave $35 million back in his contract, which he didn't have to do, money that was guaranteed to him over the next couple of years, you hate to see it in this way for him. So I know we're all waiting for official word that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. But based on what Rob Sala said and the tone – the tenor of his commentary last night about Rodgers, it's a wrap for number eight. And so it's just you, you, for this year. For this year. For this year. For, and may, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe I, I beyond still... this year, but but it just you're I, I can't help but feel bad for this dude. I feel bad for Judd Stans, but I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers in particular because of how much he has invested in this season and to see it at this stage in his career have to deal with this type of injury. Because this is not one of those injuries that's easy to come back from. 
After everything you saw from Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and that we witnessed on Hard Knocks, and yes, I know the cameras are there and they're aware that the cameras are there, I would not be surprised if he pulled a Brady and had the locker open next to him for all of his teammates to put stuff in there for him to sign. Everything we saw out of him this offseason was him embracing the fact that they were enamored with him and that they were so amped that he was on this team. And he was locked into bonding with his teammates, to helping them along. I mean, we saw so much. uh, We heard about it last night on the broadcast, too, bringing in Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb to be translators for this team for these young guys you know having his his veteran guys there but he just has done every single thing right this offseason I was drinking the Kool-Aid 100% and maybe that that was short-sighted of me because we needed to see them deal with some adversity and some obstacles that they needed to overcome not everything is always going to be in the honeymoon phase sure but I hate for Aaron Rodgers that he finally got out of Green Bay and he got what he wanted and this was his chance to prove it and it ends like this and that's why I think he's coming back I, I do th- not this this year. I think he's going to have one more year. Now he may do a hey, it's my last dance. He may say it. I you know I worked so hard for this to get back for one year. I can't do this again every year. So this is going to be my last year. I could see that. I just think he's going to play again. I do not think that was his last game. But what NFL version player. of Aaron Rodgers are you going to get next year? Well, like, but like even a lesser thing. version of him is still better than anything else the Jets could get. Okay, and that's, and that's well and good, but is it good enough for the Jets to contend at a championship level? That's the whole point of having a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. This is an injury that takes two full years to fully recover from and feel like yourself. He's not just going to show up a year from now and be the same quarterback that he was in pregame last night. And so that's the part that you have to wonder if you're Woody Johnson, if you're Joe Douglas, if you're Rob Sala – what are we doing at the quarterback position moving forward? Do we have enough confidence between now and then that Zach Wilson can develop and we can turn it over to him? Or do we need to consider other options outside of our organization? As Mike Tannenbaum said when he was on the show in the 6 o'clock hour, all options should be on the table for the Jets. But by no means do I think the Jets should decide to punt on this season. Just because the defense and the supporting cast on offense, specifically the skill guys, are so doggone good. All right, let's get your calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN. Are the Jets the most cursed team in sports? Jimmy Jet in Florida listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, what's going on? Long time, Evan. How are you? What's up, Jimmy? How are you? Good. I think we are the most cursed, and my Mets are probably a close second. <laughs> like Coming into this year, I was super optimistic. I really thought that both the Mets and the Jets could maybe go far. But, um, like, right now I'm wearing all black to work today, a little bit down. Um, and it's cloudy as heck. I mean, this is like, not cloudy, it's like so much fog as I'm driving in Florida that it's like this day is exactly kind of how I feel with the Jets right now. Yeah, and thanks for the call. It's understandable. I mean, the Jets fans thought they had a Super Bowl, and now, best case scenario, they're a wild card team probably. Yeah, Best I mean, case scenario. Yeah, you're not going to feel good. I mean, uh, a four-time MVP, a guy that was coming to be the savior of the franchise, the guy that told you that the Lombardi Trophy in the trophy case at Florham Park looked lonely <laughs> being the 1969 yeah. championship. Like, I understand why they feel the way they feel. They thought they had a team that could go on a deep playoff run, that could potentially get to a Super Bowl. It's been a long time since Jets fans have been able to hold them head, hold their heads up and be proud of the product that their team is putting on the field. And now it feels like they're in line with more of the same from Zach Wilson. But I got to believe in that locker room, in that organization, the hope would be that this is a different version of Zach Wilson than they saw last year, particularly in the second half of last season. Now, this is rare. 
But I'm from St. Louis, and I remember when Trent Green went down and Kurt Warner had to come in as yep. an unknown factor, and they went on to be the greatest show on turf and win the Super Bowl. And the Jets have when's, – when is the next time the Jets are going to have this much talent on a team? Top to bottom, they have so many good players. And I know that Zach Wilson is a known factor. He's not like Kurt Warner coming out from you know the grocery store stocking the shelves. Literally. Literally. Um, but I'm just saying, crazier things have happened. We saw Nick Foles, who we thought we knew. We thought we knew exactly who Nick Foles was. And he went on to win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Nope. So maybe Drew my heart... Drew Bledsoe to Tom Brady. My heart... My, Drew, Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe to Tom Brady. Maybe my heartstrings are being pulled a little bit because of Jimmy the caller. Gosh, Mets and Jets. Tough that's mo- that's most Jets but, and Mets fans. They like Jimmy, the other team like that. It can happen. Don't lose hope just yet, Jimmy. It can happen. Oh, I think you should lose hope. Josh in Canada <laughs> wow. listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's going on? So let's change it up a little bit for a second. Most cursed team, every Canadian hockey team in the NHL is cursed. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah. What? Like the what's Toronto Maple Leafs yeah, forever? What's happening? I don't understand that. Vegas comes in there in the NHL for like two minutes. They already win a Stanley Cup. That is remarkable. You know what? You know what Canada is? A basketball country all of a sudden. Yeah. They have so many good players in the NBA, so maybe Canada needs to start focusing on the NBA and not the NHL. Just throwing that out there. But, yeah, Canadian hockey teams, a good example of cursed teams. All right, coming up next, this guy over here, CC, made some comments about Daniel Jones yesterday. But will he still stand on those comments today? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Let the boys be boys. It's another one. Another one. <laughs> oh, I thought. It's just the instrumental part. Yeah, I was waiting on oh, it. Oh, God, like, I can't do it, it solo. It didn't happen for me, so I just kind of let it go. I just kind of let it go. It's Unsportsmanlike. It didn't come around. On ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPNU, ESPN app, along Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. Obviously, the story of the day, as we've been talking about all show long, the unfortunate injury to Aaron Rodgers. Still no update from the Jets or from any of our insiders yet, uh, including Adam Schefter, etc., here on ESPN, that I'm sure as soon as we get the information, obviously, we will pass it along to you. Uh, by the way, quick note, 
did you see Kadarius Tony? I mean, really? Could the wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, after he had that awful opening night game where all the drops all over the place, he's trolling the Giants after the loss on Sunday night. We just heard Mike McCarthy celebrating the Cowboys' 40 to nothing victory. But, I mean, really? Are you kidding me? You can't be the reason your team loses and then make fun of your ex-team, right? You can't get divorced for a second time and then make fun of your ex-wife or husband. That doesn't happen that way. And divorce is fine, whatever it is. I'm just saying, stay out of it. What the hell is he doing? He doesn't know what he's doing I right mean, now. Give me he's a got break. enough to worry about other than his former team's misfortunes. Kadarius Tony has got to get back on track. Because until Travis Kelsey is healthy, he's going to have to be the guy that Pat Mahomes is focusing on in the passing game. What is he doing? And by the way, Chris Jones signed a one-year deal. That's a slipping. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a slipping. That's such a slipping right now because of the Rodgers stuff and the way in which Josh Allen just spit right. the bit last night. Yeah. All right, but it's time to see if we stand on it. We're going to play back clips from us over the last few days. Do we still stand on it? Let's start with CeCe. Let's hear what CeCe had to say and if he still stands on it. Oh, we don't have Any it. Any time now. Okay, all right. I thought we were playing back we're the clip. Not, That's not, my bad. That's my clip? bad. Okay, so your take. Do we not have the clip? Your take. Well, hold on. Which clip do you want? Because there was a little confusion based upon what we really were going to do here and what we've decided to then do Then let's here. go ahead and do what we were originally going to do. Because there were, some, there were some people out there in the ether, guys that I used to work with at 98.7 FM here in New York City, one of our affiliates, that had something to say about my Daniel Jones take the other day when I said it may not be too early for the Giants to consider what's next after Jones if things continue to trend the way they were and the Giants end up tanking by the time we get to the trade deadline. Take a listen. Did you hear what Chris Canty said? If it gets to that point where this is that bad, I just don't know how much confidence we would have with the Giants continuing to move forward with Daniel Jones as their quarterback long-term. We know that he's got the next two years in the bag because of the way the contract is structured, but maybe, just maybe, it's not too early for the Giants to start thinking about life after Daniel Jones if they're forced to go into tank mode by the time we get to the deadline. I'm stunned. I mean, one game, I understand that, man. I mean, come uh, on. Well, it's just that that's a lazy take because there's so many other things going on here. I understand the quarterback's the most important position, but you've got to fix your offensive line you went on and got weapons I mean how can you pivot that quickly and do you have enough evidence that you can pivot because even if you want to kill Daniel Jones not being elite some of it was his fault yes maybe there were quarterbacks that could make it work there wasn't a quarterback on the face of the earth could have won that game yesterday how are you supposed to navigate through a season when you don't have a line and you don't have the ability to make anything happen no matter who you're I love is? Chris and I love all of our colleagues here at ESPN but some days guys we are just exactly that guy this is why players can't stand us because they know the next day people are going to jump out the window and say, you know what, maybe it's time to start thinking about moving on. Now, for context, just so you know, in that same soundbite, Don LaGreca goes on to say, I'm not sold that the Giants have a good head coach or a good general manager. This after Brian Dable won Coach of the Year, and everybody was praising how Joe Shane navigated the last two offseasons with all of the draft picks, addressing the offensive line, addressing the pass rush, etc., etc. So their position is that it's too early to think about moving on from Daniel Jones, a quarterback that the franchise wasn't sold on giving a long-term deal with this offseason. Remember back when we had the franchise tag deadline and it came down to the wire, which one of the Giants going to tag, Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones? They were able to work out a long-term deal with DJ, and they ended up franchise tagging Saquon Barkley. It was clear. It was obvious. The fact that it got to the 11th hour, 
that the Giants didn't want to pay Daniel Jones because underneath it all, we're still talking about a quarterback who in his best season only threw for 15 touchdown passes. Now he happened to win a playoff game. Congrats to him. He beat a team that nobody had any conviction that could go on a deep playoff run. But when I'm paying a quarterback $40 million a year, I'm paying that guy to be the difference when we're playing against division opponents that are going to be in the mix for the postseason, people that could actually win the NFC East. And Daniel Jones against division opponents not named Washington is 3-7 and seven in his career with a QBR of 53. And you're talking about a guy with a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 9-6. to six. So I don't understand why it's so far-fetched for the Giants to consider an alternative to Daniel Jones, given that the quarterback is not living up to the contract. Well, not yet. I, I think it's a little early. Now, you may end up being right, right? I mean, there's a chance you may end up being right. I just wouldn't do it after one game. Here's the question I would have. If we're going to do the do you stand on it, you do still stand it on it, obviously, so we have a check mark there. I'm going to alter it up a little bit. I'm going to ask a question off of this. Do they regret it? Would they do it again, right? Are you looking at the Daniel Jones the way that Arizona probably looks at Kyler Murray right now? There's no way they would do it again, right? There's no way they would give out that contract and say, oh, this is good for the franchise, considering we all think they're tanking for Caleb Williams out of USC. Do you think it's more Daniel Daniel Jones is more Kyler Murray or more Jalen Hurts? I think Daniel Jones is more Kyler Murray. And here's the thing, if you're asking me who would I rather have, I'd rather have Kyler Murray than Daniel Jones. But they're both regrets, but you'd rather the other regret. I'd rather the other regret because the other regret has more talent. And I've seen the other regret uh, be a guy that resurrected a franchise that couldn't get out of its own way. Kyler Murray was the driving force, the biggest change agent in Arizona. That's not the case with Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Daniel Jones wasn't the biggest reason that that team went 9-7-1. It was Saquon Barkley who had 1,600 yards from scrimmage last year. It was a defense that was very opportunistic. It wasn't about Daniel Jones. He had 15 touchdown passes. That's less than one a game. How could it be about the quarterback getting the program turned around? It clearly wasn't him. At least I can make the claim in Arizona. Once upon a time, Kyler Murray was the biggest reason why that program was able to progress in the way that it did. I think they were 5-10-1 his first year. They were 500 in his second year. They won 11 ball games in his third year and made it to the playoffs. Now, he didn't win a playoff game like Daniel Jones, but at least I can point to the talent and Kyler Murray and say, if I got this guy, he can make other guys around him better. I have never been able to say that with any degree of conviction or confidence about Daniel Jones. So why are we going to sit here and say that if things continue to trend the way that we saw them on Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys, if things continue to trend the way they have since Jones has come into this division where you keep getting thumped by the Eagles and the Cowboys, why would we think the Giants wouldn't consider going in a different direction at the quarterback spot? So I got another redo question for you guys, right? So we're basically saying would they redo that? Do they regret that? I got another redo. What's up? If you said to the Jets you can trade for Aaron Rodgers, but he won't play in year one, but he will play in year two, would you make the trade? I'd do it because even one year of Aaron Rodgers, special. You're getting him at it's 40, the, it's but the not reason, uh, it's, but, it's, but the it's the reason why he wouldn't play. Like if it's just if he had to step he's away, in a but, cave. Yeah, if he's in a cave, he's darkness retreat, stepping away. He's on the ayahuasca for you. Okay, I can deal with that. But the reason why he's not going to play is because of a significant lower body injury, and I don't know that I'm ever going to see the same version of him that won or see a guy that's close to the version of him that won multiple MVPs. I would still do it 
even if you outlined this very scenario, I would still do it. And I know it's a massive gamble. But this is somebody who has a massive chip on their shoulder. This is somebody who keeps every single receipt. You don't think that if he is determined to come back and, and attack this rehab and that he says everybody's going to think that I'm done. They, they know that I was contemplating retirement before this, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to play as good as I possibly can. You don't think that he's going to attack this with the ferocity and the same mindset that we saw out of him this offseason. And if I'm the Jets, one year of that from Aaron Rodgers, even at age 40, is better than any other option that I have right now. You're probably right. You bring up an interesting point about receipts, right? Do you guys keep, like, not figuratively, literally, do you have receipts? Oh, house. I have a whole list of people that cross me. I'm a oh, I don't mean that. I mean the actual, like, you go to restaurants. I do. Yeah. I do. I have a shoeboxes full of receipts. I don't know like why I do it. You have, digi- ones. you have digital receipts. No, I just keep the receipts. Like I, I do Here's as well. Here's the thing. I, a restaurant, I'm signing a check. I put the receipt in my wallet, get home, take the receipt out of my wallet, <laughs> and put it in a shoebox. For, for like some tax reasons? Yeah, for or? some unknown reason, I think I'm going to hand this to my accountant. It never ends up happening, but I keep the receipts anyway. Did what? your dad do that? My, dad, your dad, my do, dad did that. That's why I do my, it. My, my dad does that. My, my dad still writes checks. Yeah, oh, I do too. Like, like my dad still goes to the bank to deposit checks. Of course. You guys so, do realize you can bank online. No, yeah. I, no I, do, I, I do bank online, <laughs> but I'm just saying my dad does it. And so some of the things that he's done in the past, I fall into. So at what point in the calendar year do you realize... Haven't checked the receipt box in a while. Maybe I should tread these bad boys. At what point do you realize that you're not really using the receipts in the box? Oh, I'm a hoarder, Smalley. <laughs> I, I, I just keep stacking shoe boxes really? of receipts. Some of I've them, got, I've I got look, a dozen of them. Some like, of them oh, I, I look back on and I'm like, I, I don't know why I have this. Right? Like, $4 for like a Gatorade? Why did I keep this? Right? Are there any, like, you and I, Smalls, went to lunch. Yeah. CC was away. I have the receipt from that lunch. I'm like, hey, maybe there'll be some meaning on that. I paid. Just want to throw that out there. That out there. I offered. Uh, no, you, no, you did not. <laughs> yes. No, you did. That is a lie. You got the check and said, I got it. And then I said, okay, thank you. Oh, well, then that's not an offer. Coming <laughs> up, could my MVP pick also be a movie star? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Because we, we like, like to party. Hey, 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 hey. 
Oh, there were many a day parties in Atlanta oh. on this one. Many a day parties in Atlanta to this. Now, Evan, oh. do you hate this song because Andre Three Stacks is on it and you're yeah, out and on Outcast? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Well, I'm glad I hear this song because I wasn't able to hear it a minute ago. <laughs> now I hear it. Such a hater. I don't understand why. No, I literally, my that. headsets weren't working. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, like I literally. I about us singing yeah, this song. Yeah, totally. No. Which I get it. I it's like not it was great. a little subtle dig, though. Yeah. No, yeah. no digs are subtle. It. I'll dig if you'll, I need to dig. dig. I got a shovel. <laughs> I'm Gilbert dig. Brown style. And I'm <laughs> Good call. That's a deep cut. Gilbert Brown. Love that sack dance. It is on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU, the ESPN app on the day after the unfortunate injury to Aaron Rodgers. Still no word about his uh, future, but everyone is assuming that it is an Achilles injury and it is one that is potentially could keep him out for the season. Um, also, on another note, ESPN Plus and Disney Plus have announced yesterday with the NFL that we are going to have a fully animated, real-time, alternate telecast of the October 1st game between the Jaguars and the Falcons. Okay, It's a London matchup. It's ESPN's first regular season contest that's exclusive to ESPN Plus, so we're excited about that. Mm-hmm. And Smalls, I know you are excited specifically about the Trevor Lawrence tie into this. My MVP, by the way. Well, we were just talking about it last night, about how creative this is, how we can't wait for this broadcast. And I mentioned on the group chat that I think this is perfect that the Jaguars are playing in the Toy Story Fun Day football game because Trevor Lawrence looks like a Disney prince, does he not? Yeah, no doubt. He looks to me like the human version of the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would have went that far. Like, I mean, I, you have have you seen it? I have seen it. Of course, I've seen it's it. It's the hair. It's the flowing yeah, locks. The flowing hair. Yeah. It's the shape of the face. It's the cut of the jaw. Is that the best Disney prince we got? I mean, the cut of the jaw is the I mean, same for all of the Disney princes. The, Be- huh? the Beast is not my number one overall pick. I mean, who's the number one overall pick then? Probably Eric from The Little Mermaid. Okay. And who's the comp? Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just thinking dark hair. I'm sorry, I was distracted. You said Jimmy Garoppolo. You, right. you love him. You love him. Oh, yes, Jimmy. I'm Jimmy. surprised that Evan. We need, that, we need that music. Right. Whatever it is. He hasn't used this opportunity to make the, the Tom Brady as a prince. Oh, huh? good Because we know he question. loves Tom Brady. Who's Tom Brady? As a, Tom Brady's a king, not a prince. Come oh. on now. Interesting. Okay. Who's Tom king Brady? Triton? See, I don't know any of the references you're making. I know nothing about this stuff. And I have kids, and I know nothing about it. What are your kids watching? Don't you watch these movies? Uh, the NBA. About? So is there, okay, so Trevor Lawrence is the best comp. Is there another comp that you could make here? (sighs) I don't know. I'm not as well versed with the Disney catalog. All right, so what would Mahomes, who would Mahomes be? As far as a Disney character? Yeah. That's a great question. Well, who's the best character in the Disney universe? Because that's Patrick know. Mahomes. Who would you who would you say is the GOAT as far as Disney? See, I always get confused as to which one's Disney and everything like that. I'm all, always confused on that. My my wife and daughter watched The Little Mermaid the other day on Disney Plus, so they were very into that. The new one? Yeah, as I was sitting there and watching um the NFL and the Sunday ticket on YouTube and I'm watching all these games and it's so loud. And then I hear them singing in the other room, nice. right? And I don't know what they were singing there, but they were loving that. So if then I don't know what Mahomes' character would then be. I'm trying to, th- I that's mean, a great question. Probably, I, have no idea. I would say the Lion King is probably the goat, right? The Lion King. So is he Simba? He, I guess Simba. Is he Mufasa? I don't know. No, but is Mufasa, Andy Reid Mufasa? Mufasa got taken out. So I don't know if he would be that. But he's still the king of the jungle. I see where you're going with it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So how would That's you rank the top but three, you're get taken out, the so top three <laughs> Disney movies then of all time? Of all time? Because Mighty Ducks is one for me. 
Oh, quack, quack, quack. I can oh, see that. Oh, so good. Adam Mighty Banks. Ducks is amazing. Do you love Adam Banks? Adam, very interesting that he was in on one team, then got to the other team. Disney Plus also has the TV series of it. But yeah, Charlie Conway. I mean, Jussie Smollett, who's had an interesting career since then, he was actually in that movie. He and his sister. Empire. I loved Empire until all of a sudden, I didn't love Empire anymore with Jussie Smollett, but he was in the Mighty I mean, Mighty Ducks, Gordon Bombay. How do you not love Mighty Ducks? By the way, speaking of kids' movies like this, Mm. there's a crazy tie-in just now. I can't believe I didn't bring this up yet. So the Cubs called up this guy, Pete Crow Armstrong, okay? He's a big-time prospect. His mom, in real life, is the mother from Little Big League. Really? You remember the movie? With yes, the, with yes, Kevin yes. Kevin Elster was randomly in that movie. The, the kid uh, is managing, like a yes. teenager yeah. managing, managing the Minnesota, Minnesota Twins. Twins. Yeah. yeah. So his mom in the movie is this prospect's mom in real life. Wow. No joke. That's crazy. That's unreal. And literally the guy, the guy got called up, and he and his mom had this big hug in the stands, and I'm telling you, it's the same woman who's the actress, I guess I should know, oh, Ashley Crow. She's the actual mom from that movie, Little Big League. One of, like, if you're thinking that's about those cool, kinds of movies. That's a pretty good, cool movie. Yeah. yeah, that, Rookie of the Year. Okay. Sandlot, obviously. Henry, Sandlot, Henry Iconic. Rowan Gardner. Great. Right? People used to tell me growing up I looked like Henry Rowan Gardner. You kind of do. Really? Yeah. I Is that a good it. thing? Thomas Ian Nicholas, the guys no, from that's American a good thing. Pie. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It could be worse. It's not, it's not an insult. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's not an insult. Yeah, exactly. I right? can see that. Exactly. So, Little Big League, um, Mighty Ducks. I used to love the Big Green, the soccer movie. Oh, I don't know that one. Never oh, watched it's really it. Good. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. slight. The Big Green. I the Sandlot is 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 classic though. Sandlot. What about Little Giants? You ever watch that? Rick oh, Moranis? the ice yeah, The annexation of Puerto Rico. How could you not? On that play. No, I'm pretty sure that Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid have though. I yeah. mean, you're just like <laughs> that's you know what? Mahomes and Andy Reid, do they just sit back and watch these kids' movies and they're like, all right, let's let's maybe just run a couple of these plays. They did ring around the rosy in a regular <laughs> season game. It's amazing. It's the level of disrespect. It's ring around the rosy, pocket full of what's what is posies, which are flowers, right? Yeah, flowers. Oh, I yeah. never understood that. I'm like, what's so what? So what were you saying all of your I life? I said then? Posey, but in my head, it's James. <laughs> what? James Posey. Yeah, right? of Xavier fame. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, part of the 06 heat. Okay. Let's go. All right, let's go. go. So any other movie you want to throw in there? Any other movie you want to throw in there for, like, best kids I mean, kids let's go. Movies? I mean, can we go into the – we're talking about just kids' movies? I'm saying the movies that are non-animation – oh, by the way, on the screen on ESPNU. Come on. That's this is the beast. One. This that's is Trevor pretty, Lawrence. That, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's a pretty good one, yeah. You can't tell me that's not him. Yeah. Oh, it's I see what you're saying with the chin, <laughs> the chin and the jawline. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. the animated version. And, no and, and just the the hair, the eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with it you. Works. Dead Ringer. Well, what, works. See, so we're going to bring up another movie, best kids movies. Like oh. I, I'm saying of like the sports kids movies. The sports so not kids Hoosiers movies. or Rudy or, or movies like that. I'm saying the sports kids mm. movies like Little Big League, whose mother is the mother of Pete Crow Armstrong, this big prospect for the Cubs who got called up and played last night. You've got Mighty Ducks. Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the, Angels outfield. In the outfield. Very good one. Was a good one. Yeah. Very good one. Tony nice Danza. Cool. Yep. My nice grandma cool. Ida, may she rest in peace, her favorite actor was Tony Danza. Oh, wow. Literally had him on once. It was like, it literally was like having Michael Jordan for her. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Oh, of course, we've got to throw out Cool Runnings. Feel cool the runnings rhythm, feel cool the ride. Leon, the actor, he was at the U.S. Open the other day, and he was, is, he, is there a tie in with Coco? Because he was in Coco's family section and hugged her. Leon, who was in Above the Rim and Cool yeah, Running. Exactly. Above the Rim. Not a, kid's well, movie. Not, a, not a kid's not movie. Not a kid's movie. Not a kid's movie. Yeah, I don't think yeah, you have yeah. Tupac and kids movie necessarily no, in the no, same no, sentence. No, not at all. Not but at that's all. an all-timer. Can You're, I throw in one more? What yeah, about heavyweights? You guys see heavyweights? 
No, I too, did see heavyweights. That's me. a good one. Oh. Wow, there you go. Here you go. <laughs> you can tweet at us at Unsports ESPN, at Upco Radio, at Chris Canty 99 at M. Smallman. We have three topics for you to tweet us about. Are the Jets the most cursed team in all of sports? Shrimp nachos, in or out, and best kids movie as well. You can throw a kids sports movie. You could throw that out there. As, of course, the big news of the day, we're still waiting on that word about Aaron Rodgers and his health and how long he is going to be out for. I don't know if we're going to hear from Rodgers today. Probably not. But we are waiting on that word uh, coming up, hopefully, soon. One of the best head coaches in all of college football is going to join us next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.